everyone, and welcome to How to Be Me Again. This is the podcast where we are learning how to take care of ourselves because we don't know how. I'm Kristen. I was going to say, this is Kristen. Like, wow. <laughs> I am losing I my mind. I was confused because you took such a big, big breath. I was like, has she forgotten? Does she not want to tell us? Like, I don't know. I'm you Kristen. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> no. Well, I'm Maddie. I'll say with confidence. <laughs> show up no listen that's about as much as i know to be true right now (laughs) that's right that's my level of sanity oh my gosh yeah because you just moved again but not internationally (sighs) this time just a few towns over but through flooding you know just through one of the biggest floods in this area in 120 years no big deal no No big big deal deal. no um yeah (laughs) i'm like can I even get into it? <laughs> it's just been it's been such it's been such an ordeal. But also like so I'm ha- okay. I know this whole this is our last week because FYI, we missed last week. We had life going on. We decided <laughs> yep. our self-care was to not podcast. I actually I want to own that. You know I actually thought to myself this week you and I should have a recording, a pre-recording that says like what could we have to be me again? We're not recording this week because we're taking care of ourselves. Yeah, like, exactly. Because that really that. is what it felt like last week where I was. Yeah. you had lots of stuff going on. I didn't have quite as much stuff going on, but I wasn't totally feeling it. I'm like, I'm just yeah. not in that headspace. And it and is okay. part of our whole journey to, to acknowledge yeah. that and allow that to be the case sometimes. So That's it. And I mean, we're doing the best we can in terms of like batching and being ahead of things, but like... You know, life just gets in the effing way sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Bloody life. Oh, Um, my gosh. Did you do your homework at all? No. (laughs) You didn't go to the grocery store with Morgan? No, no, it didn't happen. Oh, that was my homework. Good, yeah. Do you know what? So... (laughs) <laughs> so, oh, I, I'm ta- I'm taking me back two weeks now, remembering what we spoke about. It feels like um, so long ago. That was like I'm like, what did I promise? Like, <laughs> who was I two weeks ago? I can't remember. Um, so yeah, I, huh. it is so interesting. So my bless them, my uh, parents-in-law, mm-hmm. who we were staying with, who we're going to take the kiddos so that we could go and do something. I floated the idea and said, is it okay if you take the kiddos? Like literally after we recorded, I went upstairs and I was like, hey, could you take the kiddos so Rory and I can go shopping? Mm-hmm. And the response I was met with was, yeah, of course, but don't just go shopping, go on a real date. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. But what I really want to do is go shopping with Rory like that's what I enjoy and I just would like to meander and and uh but it was really met with like that's not good enough that's like yeah and like and so what ended up happening I can't even remember if we did go for a shop by ourselves I think we did but it was like a short trip and we had to get back for dinner that was cooking or something like it was Mm -hmm. very it wasn't it wasn't what I had hoped it would be and then we did end up I think like just a few days ago on on like uh Friday night they just they had well kind of they had decided that we were going to go out for a date (laughs) and (laughs) here's the thing I like no it's not that Rory and I don't enjoy spending time talking to one another we absolutely do Mm -hmm. but every time we've ever had parents take care of the kids for us to go on on a date we're always utterly exhausted and like going out yeah. to dinner is the last thing that I actually feel like doing well, because it's like being forced on you in at, yeah. to be at that specific time so it's like okay you've got this time now you better make it count which always and that's not that what never counts works to me yeah but also like I'm not a big going out to dinner mm-hmm person I don't think like I I wanted to have some kind of experience like I was like oh yeah. well it would be great if we could do an escape room together or it would be great if I don't know but what ended up happening it was pouring torrential rain mm-hmm. that same day I'd gone and taken the girls to like these indoor play playground play gym type things yeah and we'd had to leave actually it was the day we were supposed to podcast and it was oh, like yeah. yeah remember and like I was going to get into the car and we I only had a short distance to get out of the door of the playground and into the car we got soaked to our bones oh, the, no. the water was so torrential 
and then like I lost the keys in the car somewhere and we're all soaking and I'd have to undress the girls inside the car and put them in their seats while I was in the car like I couldn't do it from outside because I was just getting more wet and then I was wet and I was itchy because my skin and it was just like the most stressful experience (laughs) then I had to drive through that torrential rain home when I eventually found the keys hiding behind my daughter's seat her car seat (laughs) So all of that had happened and then I was expected to go and have this like romantic, I say in inverted commas, date. Yeah. I didn't want to go. Like all I wanted to do as a date was go and be alone in a, in the bedroom. Yeah. Not even to have sex. Yeah. Just so I could lay without small children on me. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. That's, Just that's to like all relax. Mm-hmm. But, but I think what that that's- I wanted was so unnecessary, like not, not in, like no one was interested in that. But I think that that's just really a testament to how we all think about romance and how we all think Mm. about the typical things. Like, because I know we'll put that pressure on ourselves. Like, I know I do sometimes where I'm like, oh, should we be going out and having like a typical date night? I'm like, that's not who I am. And that's not Mm. really the stuff that I enjoy every once in a while. Fine. But it's, it wouldn't be my go-to thing. And I know I've felt that before, that pressure from outside people saying, oh, well, aren't you going to go some, to a fancy dinner? I'm like, I don't want to do that. That Neither one of us would no. be relaxed doing that. We just want to, like, hang out and chill and have fun. Like, it, stop pushing on us what you think. Like, if someone is blatantly telling you this is what yeah. we want to do, why can't you just say okay, cool, that sounds great. Go ahead and do that. If that makes you happy, go for it, you know? Yes, exactly. Like, oh, that's... And because the truth is, what I needed was recovery. I didn't need, like a night out do you know what I mean like I wanted respite I wanted someone to come and take my children away from me so that I could just be my be alone like I just wanted to be alone for a little while yeah but I mean it was that's even just hard to do I think we ended up doing that a few nights later because we did end up going out to dinner but like we sat there and Rory was exhausted and I was Mm. exhausted and we just talked about how exhausted we were (laughs) and then we went home yeah (laughs) in torrential rain again like it was just raining again like it wasn't we couldn't go for a walk we you know we had limited choices um and then I think two nights later we were like can you just watch the kids upstairs while we just lay downstairs and like surf on our phones because that's all we want the ability to do right now yeah and we did get that which was nice oh that's good so but yeah isn't it it's so I I find it so frustrating when I'm I'm like I've I've kind of got the courage to ask you the direct request like Mm -hmm. I've thought about exactly what it is that I'd like assistance with yeah but then you're telling me it's not enough yeah but I've like I know that it's enough like that's what I decided yeah I think that was what was most upsetting to me about the whole thing yeah yeah I Mm. yeah I feel you in that way I I feel the same way I think for me it's like I kind of had this a similar experience with Greg in the last couple of weeks not in that same way of outside people saying stuff but something I was trying to think of you know leading into this podcast I was trying to kind of collect my thoughts around what I've done you know for this experiment in the last two weeks and one big thing that Greg and I have done and I did do my homework I was I hugged him right after the podcast and he's like this is oh. so nice I'm like it's my homework and he's like I'll take it <laughs> I'm like okay he's like this is great <laughs> It was cute. Um, it's my homework. It's my homework. <laughs> so oh, yeah. did you keep hugging Greg every day? Yeah, I hugged him every day and oh. it's been good. Yeah? Yeah. It's been good. It's been, um, and it's good. We, He and I actually had like a really good chat because I kind of talked about what we had talked about on the podcast and how... Um, I kind of had that realization that my love language when I was a kid was physical touch, but it's because that's the only thing I could get. Mm. And so when I said that to him, because he recently had been having some um, difficulties with his family, like some family drama and stuff. And so we've been talking a lot about his family and the family dynamic and how he grew up and all those things. Mm. And so I think it's, it, it was already kind of in his mind. And then when I made that comment about love languages, I think he had this almost like epiphany that maybe he's so like like physical touch is such a strong love language for him because it was the only way that he was able to connect with his family like it's Mm. the only connection he had from a very young age 
because the, the communication there isn't that great and he has felt like quite an outsider in mm. his family so he they never they don't have like big family conversations like my family and I we talk about stuff non-stop like we yeah. talk all the time and we joke and we laugh and we always talk about you know our past and our you know mm. like all these different things but his family never talks about that stuff so he never really got any of the other things and so um he was kind of like that was a bit of an epiphany for him where he's like well maybe I need to like focus on getting like learning to fill my other containers my other love language containers a little Mm -hmm. bit more and I was like that would be cool because then we can connect because my love language like mine my containers are empty because he doesn't like know how to speak that he doesn't language. connect in that. he yeah. doesn't know how to speak that language mm. so we had a really good talk about that and um and he's like okay cool so we kind of like had a few things of like okay he wants to start reading more because he's not a reader at all but he really knows that when he starts reading like his vocabulary is better and he starts like being able to communicate a little bit better and for me like I am a reader so I was like okay let's read before bed together no devices on no nothing no tv let's just read and you don't have to read much read one page like it doesn't have to be a lot just do a little bit like it doesn't have to be you know some huge undertaking it can just be a little bit you know yeah I love so that that was kind of interesting you're so good at letting it a little bit be okay at least in the mm. way that you speak to me and like obviously the way you talk to Greg like I'm always impressed that you're like just do just do that little bit even like when I think we spoke about financial stuff and you'd be like just do that yeah. one little thing and I was like oh yeah <laughs> like I'm such an all or nothing person sometimes I get yeah I, I forget that oh it, that's still like progress that's definitely it's, it's taken me a while though to get to that mm. point because I used to be very all or nothing like mm. in my 20s that was my entire life was all or nothing and because I was very fearful it ended up being nothing mm. like there was no time when I did everything you know yeah. I guess there was I, I did a lot of traveling and stuff but I felt like I got to a point where I was like I haven't done anything in my life like not even taken steps to do certain things mm. I shouldn't say anything, but that's what it felt like at the time when I was turning 30. I was like, what have I done? I'm stuck in this job that I hate. I'm stuck Mm. in this, like, I felt stuck because I hadn't taken any little steps. I almost thought, like, oh, when I was in, would be 30, that I would be at a different spot, but I didn't ever anticipate the steps it would take to get there. Yeah. Like, I just never... I never bridged that gap Mm. like in my mind or in my actions so I had that epiphany at that time and I was like okay you just need to take little steps like whatever it is just to move in some direction you Mm. just have to keep moving at some point like absolutely so but I it took me a while to get to that point where like little measures were okay and I think it's harder for myself to do it than it is for me to tell other people to do other it. People. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprising that. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I feel like I've probably said similar things to Rory where I'm like, just, you know, if I, I remember when we first were leaving Australia and we had a, like a health based business mm. and we were really working on our like self image, like how we perceived ourselves and the kind of self talk that we had going on when we looked in the mirror. And I remember mm-hmm. sitting, standing there with Rory who really, really struggled with that. It was really interesting to me that like I was, and I, I say this kind of from the lens of, I find it's like women have so much more, um, societal pressure in terms of what's like yeah. the, expected perfect beauty all that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and I know that there's a lot of it for men too but it was really interesting to me that I think because of the fact that it is so prevalent for women but there also is like an opposing not yet equal but like trying really hard to get their force of people saying love yourself like you know don't listen to magazines and blah 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 but there's not really that Mm -hmm. for men like men have a lot of like you know you should have a six-pack you should be buff you should be this that and the other Mm -hmm. but there's not as much of that like advocacy for loving yourself the way that you are or right and and it was really interesting because we had this moment where I was standing with him in the mirror and I was like just 
find one thing that you can compliment about yourself now and he couldn't do it and I was like really like not even one thing and so it was like a real one step at a time like you know adventure but I think there's so so much of that for men is like they struggle with a lot of the same things that we do Mm -hmm. of course not in the same way but because because it's expected and assumed that it's a female thing to to be critical of your appearance or because mm. it's because it's so openly talked about and so such a thing i feel like with men they it's yet another thing that they can't talk about right because it's yeah. it's seen as a feminine aspect it's seen as something that's only for women so if they feel that way not only are they not able to talk about it and process it but then they probably feel ashamed for even thinking like oh is that normal that I worry so much about like what I look like or you know if I'm too um thin or too overweight or whatever it is like I wonder if they feel that shame for even like thinking about it which Mm. they shouldn't but I know. I, I just know, think it's like it's the same with emotions. It's the same with all kinds of things for men, right? Oh, I totally agree. It was interesting because today I was before I got on the podcast, I was driving to the shops and there was these three people at the front of this house, and one of them was like a fairly like straight sized man who didn't have his shirt on, like, and he's you know f- looked pretty fit kind of thing. And I had this whole conversation go with on with myself in my head where I was like. I know people in my life who would look at that and be like, oh, what a poser, like, for Christ's sake, put your shirt on, like, yeah. but it's pretty normal for a man to take his shirt off, but it's even more normal for someone who looks like that guy to take his shirt off. And I I then had this, like, conversation with myself where I was pretending to be, like, a a larger man being like, oh, for Christ's sake, like, I I, you know... I, I was imagining like a larger man criticizing him for taking his shirt off because he doesn't feel like it's acceptable for him he's to not take able his shirt to do off. It. Yeah, yeah. Which he, like, because the thing is, he is able, but yeah. the pressure is like more people would be like, "Oh, for Christ's sake, put your shirt on." And it was just interesting, yeah. like just this random little conversation that went on with my head, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, what a nightmare!" Like, and the same thing I yeah. felt like as a woman because, you know, especially since I've had kids my body's changed so much and like I really want to be the woman who's like doesn't give a shit buys the bikini wears it with confidence but I have all these different things going on where I I I haven't let go of everyone else's voices that I assume are going on in their heads and Mm -hmm. I also have this thing where I'm like but is it is a bikini even comfortable for me right now like I don't know that that's even like would I just be wearing it to like prove someone wrong and then is that the right motivation like the minefield that goes on in just choosing a bathing option or a bathing suit (laughs) option is like yeah it it makes me not want to go to the beach (laughs) (laughs) For me, that was when when I went to Mexico years ago to, like, my first all-inclusive. And I was never, ever comfortable in a bikini. Not even, like, when I was way younger and thinner. Like, I had a bikini at one point, but I always had friends that were much thinner than me. Mm. And I always looked at them like, oh, they can pull it off and I can't. Mm. Like, I just always compared myself to everybody else. But, um when I went to Mexico and I had a one piece I was I stood out like I was the weird one because everybody there wore bikinis everybody like and there were and most of them did not look great like yeah you know overweight all different body shapes whatever like not who you would typically think would be confident it wasn't a thing about confidence it just was that's what you wear there because everybody wanted to get a tan and whatever and that actually gave me even though that's still not the right way to get that confidence because I should have just had the confidence in myself but I was like oh okay so if all these people can wear a bikini and not really care I'm just gonna do that so then the next time I went on a trip like that all I brought was bikinis I didn't even have a one piece Mm. or like a tankini or anything and it's been like bikinis ever since yeah which is interesting like as you say that too because when you said oh that's not the way you should get confidence which I've 100% Mm. like felt that myself do you know what makes me think too I think it's about representation right because 
Mm -hmm. I don't think there is any right or wrong way to get confidence necessarily. Um, I mean, maybe maybe that's not entirely true, but I I do think if you can get confidence from seeing someone else be confident, that that's not a bad thing. Like, I mean, that's probably a reason why I choose a lot of my friends is because they are confident in themselves in ways that I wish I was confident in myself or like I find them as like being inspirational or like models to what I would like to be or do or you know what I mean that's true that's Mm. true and I think it is kind of you know talking about the baby steps that we were talking about it's like it's almost like a baby step into like whatever gets you there like that's fine (laughs) you know yeah and like not to like put the spotlight on you so much it's just like that that was an interesting thought for me to think like oh yeah like what is the quote-unquote right way to gain confidence because if you haven't had because like I I hear you too on like if you're surrounded by people who were thinner and smaller like I you Mm -hmm. and I are both pretty tall women like I had a lot of friends growing up who were a lot shorter and a lot slimmer than I was and same I feel like my body issues probably started a lot earlier than they if they did they weren't sharing about it um Mm -hmm. But, you know, until you see someone who looks like us, who's, you know, our height and our shape and our weight and, yep. you know, being confident in themselves, I, I think we are taught to, to not be confident and to be, shame, be yeah. ashamed of how we look. Um, and there was something else I was going to say there, which it was going to be really inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dana Kristen. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, no, that's what I was going to say. So it's like it's that evidence gathering. Like you need to have those little bits of evidence yeah. from the past that go, yeah. well, I felt confident when I did that. And until you have those, it's really easy to doubt yourself. So I just thought that was yeah. an interesting thing to like highlight because I feel like a lot of us feel like that in different aspects. Totally. And I think there's mm. so because there's so much discussion around everything these days I find Mm -hmm. it honestly so exhausting like how you said you can like you can't even choose a bathing suit to wear because (laughs) it's like there's so much wrapped up in everything that I'm like I just want to I just want to make a decision and have it be whatever I need it to be in that moment without Mm -hmm. it being part of a larger rhetoric or part of some mission or some activism or some a higher thing I just need mm. it to be a decision for me in this moment like yeah. that's all I need you know it's so interesting you say that so uh, like as as we were speaking about earlier I've been staying with my in-laws for the last couple of weeks and mm-hmm. which, which I found just supremely challenging on a lot of fronts because <laughs> as we spoke about so many weeks ago like I'm very all or nothing and I'm I'm a um Uh, you know I'm an advocate and you know I I really care about a lot of the big issues like that are happening for like human rights I suppose these days and Mm -hmm. it's been very eye-opening to observe and I'm gonna make a generalization here and say that it's kind of attitudes held by a lot of Australians that I kind of bore witness to that were like racist or transphobic Mm. or sexist or a lot of like stuff around alcohol and jokes about being an alcoholic being really like comfortable and easy and I just yeah just like it's let's joke about how you're an alcoholic and I'm like "Mm, I have a parent who's an alcoholic and I don't, <laughs> like this is not it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is not really okay to joke about. Yeah. Um and and then things like uh comments about uh being a team player in a corporate environment and how that's like an excuse Ugh. to work shitty hours and you know go above and beyond and just so many things that I'm like very starkly opposed to or have very opposite yeah. opinions. And I was feeling really like judgmental of myself for not having spoken up because I also believe this thing about like, I do think we need to speak up more regularly in our smaller circles in order to like create change because it's those little microaggressions that kind of like compound and help people not feel safe. But I was like 
I'm severely depleted. I've moved internationally. I'm staying with other people. Like there's so many things going on that just made it really hard for me to stand, stand up and speak up. And I was talking to a friend of mine about it and they were like, well, you know, uh, you, you're doing the best you could. Like sometimes it's about taking care of, like, of yourself and letting yeah. things, like not speaking up, sometimes the safer option when in those yeah. like, and that was really helpful for me to feel like, yeah, I, I don't need to feel like I'm letting everyone down when yeah. I don't speak up at every single junction because honestly every single possible moment there was like tens of moments a day where which was like exhausting for myself like I had to start separating myself and just not being exposed to them which was another you know yeah it's already difficult enough to go from you were running your own life as an adult you know you surrounded yourself with people that you enjoy talking to and have the same you know somewhat the same ideologies and whatever the same way of living their lives Mm. to now you're in another environment and you're bombarded with this different stuff and you're you know you're a guest in the house so you're you know it's it's always different you're on your best behavior quote unquote right like well and where's the line it's just a different situation yeah and like you kind of feel like where's the line between it being okay for you to say whatever you want in your own house and me going actually that's pretty racist like you shouldn't say that shit it's yeah. hard. It's really fucking yeah. hard. It um, really is. But I can't remember why I brought that up. I feel like it was related to something we were speaking about previously. But all of that is just say that, like, it's okay to not have to be your best self all the time. You know, yeah. like... And I think that this leads perfectly into um, our next experiment, ooh. which is... What is it? How to be more restful? How to? How I honestly to get, cannot remember. It's the but rest that's, one. Actually, I think it was the best one. I can't one, remember how we worded that's it. What I yeah, need. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and didn't we because, anticipate and that's that? Why, yeah, I know. That's what, exactly what we anticipated. Yeah. And because we didn't do, so we we're not doing four romantic episodes because we agreed that we've done the four weeks of it. We just didn't do an episode last week, <laughs> and we're like, okay we're over the yeah. romantic thing we've kind of done it a bit and, and whatever you know what? maybe we'll revisit it at some point but also i think this is the whole point of the experiments right this is the first experiment of all the experiments we've done that i think both you mm-hmm. and i have gotten to a place of like yeah this just this is kind of a failed experiment like there's no such thing as like a failed yeah. experiment really but I kind of feel like I we didn't learnt, get that much out of it no mm-hmm. we learned what we wanted to learn out of it and yeah I'm kind of, I think that's a good thing that, like, not all of our experiments are going to be like, oh, my God, like, I'm so changed. Like, you know, I've learned so much. I I definitely learned things, but it's also like, okay, cool, that wasn't my favourite. Like, let's move on to the next one. Totally. Mm. I think that the biggest thing, my biggest takeaway from the romantic experiment is just being okay with with whatever romance looks like for you. Mm. Like in a relationship or whatever like Greg and I Greg snores like crazy and I get really hot when I'm sleeping and I move around a lot in my sleep Mm. and so for the last like three and a half years or whatever that we've been sharing a bed I don't I haven't slept through the night once like and I used to be such a deep sleeper like I would sleep so well and he hasn't been getting good sleeps because I'm punching him constantly to get him to stop snoring. <laughs> like, shut That's up. That's why you're so good at kickboxing. Exactly. I've been practicing. In my sleep for three years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, and I tried to explain it to him without hurting his feelings of like, I have not gotten a good night's sleep in so long. Mm. Like, it's not good. And, and then... When we had, oh, when I went to um, visit my family a few weeks ago for a week, when I came back, he's like, oh, he had the best sleep ever Uh while I was away. And I was like, yeah, I slept well, too. Like, that's the only time I ever sleep well anymore. So now we've decided that he's been sleeping for the last, like, week that he's been back at work. He sleeps, like, on our little spare mattress that we have. And I sleep in the bed. Mm. And, like, totally separate rooms, everything. And it's amazing. It's awesome. And we are so much nicer to, to each other because neither one of us is sleep deprived. Wow. Like 
and we don't I don't have that feeling of like somebody trying to take from me all the time because mm. I think that that's the thing like when I'm constantly being woken up by somebody and like not that it's an intentional thing but I'm just like stop you're taking my sleep you're taking my space you're ta- like I I have a big thing about people taking from me mm. and I'm sure there's deeper issues there but <laughs> But that just not having enough sleep and and feeling it on just even the basic level of sleep, yes, I think was affecting everything else. And now that when we're having, we're both sleeping so well, we're both so much nicer to each other. Not that we weren't nice before, but just it just, just has shift. brought us to a whole different level. Mm, yeah, that's but amazing. I think that a lot of people with like married or couples or whatever, it's this big thing that in order to be romantic you have to you're not sharing a bed like oh what they look down on it or it's this uh, idea that it's not right it's so interesting i enjoy sleeping by myself (laughs) yeah but and like i put my hand up and admit i 100 percent was like rory and i had conversations pre-children where we were like oh i can never imagine not sharing a bed with you for the rest of our lives like it was so such an odd concept for us and and tantamount to being severely unromantic and you know where it's the relationship is doomed to fail (laughs) exactly and that's what people think about it but it's funny because like now having had kids sleep is such a um hot commodity in our household Mm -hmm. And we haven't shared a bed consistently for probably, I want to say, close to the last two years. Um, mm-hmm. Not that either of our sleep has been that restful, but when one of us really needs to get sleep, it is not a good idea for the other one to be in the bed and to potentially interrupt that because Rory is also a snorer. Yeah. And apparently I snore a little bit, but you couldn't wake Rory with a snorg. My goodness, he's a freight train. <laughs> um, but I definitely am seeing, like now, longer term the benefits of us having separate beds if we needed to have that once the kids are out of our bed because it's it it, like sleep is so important like it's so important important yeah and I love my sleep and I need a lot of sleep and I need good sleep like for me because I know most people are like oh you need to get eight hours like for me my sweet spot of perfect amount of sleep is 10 hours of sleep Mm. of solid sleep mine too like and if I don't if I don't get that, it's not good. Yeah. Well, I did I tell well. you the thing recently? Because I, I, before we left Canada, I'd been having all that um, insomnia. So I wasn't going to sleep until really mm, late. Mm-hmm. But I was also waking up really late. So I was actually probably sleeping about 10 hours a day. Um, yeah. Just at really odd times. And I was feeling... It's so interesting. And I'm sure this is something we'll get into over this experiment. But I was feeling so ashamed and guilty mm-hmm. of sleeping 10 hours instead of eight I think partially because Rory would have to take care of the kiddos for extra time but mm-hmm. I was talking to him about it and he was like Maddie like the the best athletes in the world sleep 10 to 12 hours a day because that's what their body yeah. needs to re- and I was like oh <laughs> like it's just this like I don't know yeah. maybe it's part of the industrial complex or something that like we're not allowed to have more than eight it's like eight hours sleep exactly. eight hours work eight hours play you know and it's like people who like if you don't stay up late people are like oh you went to bed so early like they, yes. I just I'm so tired of my life being dictated by what other people think mm. is the right thing and that it somehow has seeped into my subconscious of like oh that's not that's not okay so I can't yes. do that and oh I shouldn't do that or if I'm doing that I'm being indulgent or I'm oh. you know I'm being lazy or I'm yes. being something else and it's like I just I just want to be able to do whatever I need to do in that moment and I'm so tired of living my life according to other people's terms can I share with like, you a story to that effect because I just I had, yes. and it's not related to sleep but I had the like weirdest moment in the shops the other day I and part of this is I've been living with family where I felt my food choices have been really judged and and been scrutinized and they're under mm. a microscope and yeah. I was in the shops and I so in Australia a big thing here at least when you're a kid was cordial 
Do you know what cordial is? Is cordial a thing in Canada? Oh, it's not really a big thing here, but I know what it is. Yeah, it's just like flavouring for your water, basically. Yeah. And so I used to love um, cordial as a kid. And when I was a kid, there was no such thing as like zero sugar cordial. It was just flavoured cordial, you know. And I I was in the shops and like I'm back in Australia and I've been enjoying my old favourite foods kind of thing. And I saw the cordial and now they make all the zero sugar versions. And I was like, oh... I want to buy one. And so I bought one and I had it in the house and I felt so judged because I was seeing the line go down every time I'd have a glass of water. And I'm like, someone's going to be, someone's going to make a comment about my red drink. And then a couple of days later, I went back and they had all these other flavors and they were on special. And I was like, oh, I really want to buy like a couple of those flavors. Oh, that's, that's too much. I couldn't like, that would be Mm. over the top. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck is going on in my head? And I bought every flavor I wanted because I was like, I like variety. I'm entitled to have choices. Like, yeah. it's zero fucking sugar. It's going to probably mean I drink more water. And not to mention, yeah. then I'm judging all of this babble because it's like justification for like, why yeah. do I have to justify buying? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, ugh. it's just. Ugh. I know. I it's all even. exhausting, which it's is exhausting. why we need to learn how to rest. Yes. <laughs> exactly. We need rest. Because it's honestly, and I think like too, with all of our experiments, they've all been so good, but it all takes a lot of work. Mm. And I think that that being able to have downtime, but but in a way that is like, this sounds really contradictory, but in a way that's like constructive downtime like yeah. actual restful downtime yes. not downtime that's like restorative um, yeah. yeah 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 to actually allow ourselves to do the things that are going to to give us that rest mm. whatever it is mental rest emotional rest physical rest like whatever it is that we need to feel like we can take on the next step and take on the next thing, mm. you know? Like I, so I've accepted a job in the industry yeah, <laughs> that I was in before and I have a month before it starts. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I have to admit, I'm like, I'm super, I swing between being like super anxious mm. and just trying to forget that it's even happening. Neither one is a good option, but like, <laughs> I'm so, I'm, and I have to be in the office again, so it's not even working from home, which I think it'll have all of its own benefits. Like, it's not yeah. going to be a terrible thing, and the, the people I'm working with are great, so I'm not worried about that. So, like, there's a lot of pros going for it, but I, because I think I have this PTSD from my, from my last year of work. Yeah. I have this, like, I'm just so scared that it's going to be bad for me, you know, like that I'm not going to do the things I need to do. So my whole plan going into this, this last month of quote unquote freedom Mm. before this next job, I was like, okay, I need to have a game plan and I need to go in strong because I cannot go in feeling low and not having taken care of myself because that's just going to make everything awful. So I was like, okay, I'm back at kickboxing every day. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm coming up with these like things that I need to do to make sure that I'm the strongest that Mm. I can be by that point. But already because I've done that and because I've got it in my mind and it's like this impending deadline, Mm. I'm putting so much pressure on myself. So when I take any kind of downtime or if I, if I take a rest from what I'm doing, I instantly judge myself or Mm. I, I have this, like this underlying guilt and this underlying judgment of, and this, this thought that like, you're going to look back on this and you're going to be so mad at yourself that you chose to sit there and watch a movie instead of work on this, this or this, you know, Mm. like, I'm so almost critical of all of my behavior. So I think this, like, how to be restful is going to be just as important as all of the things that I want to, like, 
strengthen before I go back to work. Because wouldn't it just be wonderful if the experiment was just to sleep as much as we could for the next month? But really, yeah. it's all of the thoughts that come with uh, how much we've been sleeping and was it good enough sleep and should I be sleeping now? And like, I think yeah. that's going to be the real work of this next month is like letting go of m- as much of that as possible and like accepting the rest that we that our exactly. body's asking yes. for. And yeah, yeah. that's like be even this afternoon, I was lying on the couch and like I'd had a pretty busy day I'd done all kinds of things and I was lying on the couch and I was feeling so tired but I've been up since six this morning and like I woke up early and I've been on the go and I was like I was going through this whole thing of like no you can't have a nap right now because what like do you really deserve a nap blah 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 Mm. and then I had to like convince I had this whole inner dialogue going of like oh yeah you could have a nap because you've been up since six and you did this this and this I'm like why do I even need to have this discussion if I am tired why can't I just close my eyes Mm. and have a little nap and just allow it to happen like I just want to allow things to happen. Mm. Like allow the rest. Why? Why is it a bad thing to yeah. rest if your body well, is telling you? Like, I, oh. Yeah, it's so interesting. So this last week, I I think I've spoken before about the fact that I'm not a very good napper, and I I kind of say good mm. in inverted commas because what's a good napper? <laughs> but I do find <laughs> that when I try to go down for a nap, I either nap too long and get cranky. Or Mm. I don't, I put my head down, but I haven't actually like passed out. I've just like been in this twilight zone and then I wake up and that seems to frustrate me. And then Mm -hmm. what's happened last week in, in the last week is that twice now I have felt so tired and I've been wondering if it was like long COVID symptoms, but I was Mm -hmm. so tired that I had to lie down. Like I, my body's taken the wheel. Like I've just, I'm lying down and then I sleep for like three to five hours. <laughs> like it's not a nap, wow. it's a sleep in the middle of the day. Yeah. And yeah. that happened twice. And I feel so apologetic to everyone about it. I'm like apologizing for this rest, even though my body was obviously like craving it. But you I also yeah. had a panic because I don't feel like this is usual. It's not usual for me. Other than <laughs> the twice I've been pregnant. <laughs> And I was like, <gasps> panicked that I was pregnant. I've done a test. I'm not pregnant. There's no reveal here. Holy Jesus. Oh, I couldn't imagine. But like, and so talking about, you know, I said we went on, Rory and I went on this date. That mm-hmm. was the day I had a five hour sleep. And then I was like, fuck, I've missed our date. And I woke up and he was just getting in the car to go for a drive on his own. And I was like, I'm coming, I'm coming. And I'm like, shit, I've just had a five-hour sleep. And so literally I've got in the car and I'm like, I think I might be pregnant. And that ruined the whole day. Because <laughs> then we were just panicked. And there was no pharmacies open, so we couldn't get a test till oh, no. the next day. Anyway, I'm not it's like pregnant. torture. I know. It was the worst. I should have just said nothing and just like, you know. Yeah. Gone and done a test the next day and like gotten, you know, not, not panicked him. But anyway. Yeah. But isn't it interesting because, and like the thing is I have had, this might be a a big share, but so when I've had my first daughter, I didn't get my period back for like 18 months. And then when I had Zaylee, I think from the stress of the move from Canada, I got my period at nine months and it really surprised me. And it actually kind of upset me because I was like, fuck, I'm so stressed that I've brought my period back on kind of thing. But yeah. then I've been due to have mine for like a week and I haven't had it again. And so I said to Rory this morning, am I so stressed that I induced the period in Canada or am I so stressed now that I've stopped the period here? Yeah. And I don't know what's the answer, but I'm, I'm not pregnant. Or maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's all just a combination of oh. everything. The, because I think you've been under stress for like continuous stress for, a for the last yeah. few months yeah. like for a while mm. right it's been a re- at a really high level of stress yeah for a long has. time and I think there hasn't really been any respite f- from it because every no. time you've done something you're like okay now we're on to the next stage of yes. okay now we're in Australia but we need to get a car and we need to find a place and we're living with in-laws and you know like and it's literally, a different like, stress, but it's still, it's still the stress. same level. And literally mm-hmm. next week, I start my master's. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so, like... Okay, well, that's your fault. <laughs> that's, that's my fault. I put my hand up for that one. But it really does mean to me the rest experiment can't come at a better time because I'm very mm-hmm. conscious of the fact I need to build 
some stronger habits. Kind of like what you're doing with your, like, getting your kickboxing and all that. I need to have some strong yep. habits to fit this in because I've decided to take on a full-time load. Yeah. I have a census date coming up. I can change my <laughs> mind if I want to. But <laughs> I'm going to need to have some strong sleep habits. And it might mean yep. that I need to let go of some things, like my husband and I going to bed at the same time. Maybe one of us goes down early yep. and the other one goes late. Like, there's going to be some things that just help life move along more yep. comfortably that don't look, you know, romantic or, you yep. know, the way everyone else does it. that's the whole thing. Exactly. With Greg and I, he is an early riser. Like, he gets up at five in the morning, like, every single morning, weekends, mm. whatever. That's just what he does. Yeah. But, so he goes to bed very early. Like, he's in bed. If he, if I allowed it, he would go to bed at, like, eight o'clock at night. And mm. I was like, okay you have to wait until nine so sometimes if he's really tired he's like looking at his watch and he's like it's nine o'clock I'm going to bed because <laughs> I was like eight o'clock is too early then you're really messing your system up although I shouldn't be regulating his stuff anyway but um but so he'll go to bed super early and because he's like oh I want to cuddle like come to bed you can watch tv in bed or whatever and I'm like I don't want to go to bed yet like it's still early so yeah. All of that, because now we're sleeping in different rooms, all of that is gone too. Like mm. all the stress of, I feel like I'm failing as a wife because I'm not going to bed at the same time as him. And that's not very romantic. And he, like, I need to give him what he wants, but what about what I want? And like all of these kinds of things. And yeah. then he's up early and he felt like he needed to wait until I would wake up like especially on the weekends like to get on with the day and I'm like just get up and work if you want to or go for a bike ride or do whatever you want like mm. and let me wake up whatever time I want but it was like we were in such conflict with just our schedules just the way that our yeah. bodies work like but now that we've got that it's like okay we found a romance that works for us yes. and we're so much happier as individuals which makes us much more romantic and nicer to each other as a couple mm. because we can just be compatible now in the way in the areas that we are compatible yeah like we don't have to be compatible in every single aspect of life no you exactly know? oh I really love that I'm and I'm really pleased for you that you found that balance because I mean even as you're explaining that I'm like oh I have, where where am I trying to force things with Rory like to to fit mm. some mold of what a relationship or marriage is supposed to look like like I'm gonna kind of have a bit more of an eagle eye out for that mm -hmm. and and I'm pleased that we've had this conversation because as I said we are going to have a bit of an unusual arrangement yeah. or pattern or you know routine for the next at least 18 months whilst I'm studying um yeah and yeah, just things are changing. Like my daughter's going to kindy for the first time next Monday. Yeah. And so that's going to be happening. I'm going to be starting my study. Like our daughter turns... And going to be going... Yeah. yeah, she's going to be going through all different stages. Yeah, exactly. she's almost one. She's one in a few weeks. That's crazy. I know. I can't yeah. believe she's one. Um, yeah. So yeah, things are going to shift. And like, I think it's just about remaining open. And, and also I think like... I think I'd gotten t like sucked into this entrepreneurial pursuit of freedom where I, mm. I feel like I'm supposed to have at least half the week with like totally free time. And I think you and I mm -hmm. have spoken about this before, which is like, do we even want that much? But I think what I'm going to be starting to move towards is having like one day a week where it's like very, very intentionally family time. Like it's the like all yeah. four of us are very intentionally doing something on that day. And the other days might be busier things on or we're, we're splitting time to work on our various projects and that's going to be yeah. okay. Like it, it, it just, yeah. that's going to be what it is for now. And like I can change my yeah. mind later. That's kind of what Greg and I were doing, like, before he went back to work, when we both were working from home, trying to work or build each of our businesses, mm. we kind of just naturally fell into that, where it's like, okay, for, like, these days of the week, we just did our own thing, and kind of, even with dinner and stuff, like, mm. I'd be like, I'm making something, are you hungry? He's like, no, I, I just ate a sandwich or whatever, so we wouldn't even eat dinner together for most of the days of the week, mm. but then we would always have, like two days where it's like okay this is we're not working today or even if we were working it's like whatever we want to do together takes mm. precedent over anything else you know and yeah. it, we would 
try to spend that quality time together. And we just kind of fell into it without actually planning it, which was kind of nice, although yeah. there's only two of us. No kids, but, so but it's a little still. bit trickier when you got more people. <laughs> but yeah, but you you're both working full time gigs. Like I think it, it's just everyone's yeah. situation's different, right? You have to make it work for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited though. I'm I'm really pleased that we had the foresight to put this experiment where we did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. A <laughs> your birthday's coming up soon. It is this week. This four Saturday. days, yeah, four oh. days away. Oh my god! Are you still going on your trip with your family? No, and that's that's <laughs> that's the gift to myself. There you <laughs> go. Not going on nice. The um, you chose rest. That's I chose good. rest. Uh, yeah, honestly, between COVID happening here and these floods that are happening now, it, I'm just pleased that we didn't book anything. Um, but yeah. I am very conscious that I still need to not need to I want to like celebrate myself I don't know yeah. what that looks like right now because up until yesterday it was just get to this house which we are in now so I can like yeah. think about that this week I'm gonna make yeah. it low-key regardless of what it is but um yeah I don't know what it's gonna look like yet yeah I have no idea. That'll be good, though. It will be. I think it's important. It's, it's definitely important to celebrate yourself and yeah. make sure that you're doing something special that you aren't yeah. going to do every day. Yeah. You know, I and agree. something for you that you choose that you want yes. or need, you know. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I had a thought of what I wanted to do on a Saturday morning, like quiet morning or I can't remember now. I'm going to have to go put some thought into it. That's something I might do in my resting time is just like play with ideas of what that could look like. Actually, I've decided that I'm going to buy a flash. Is flash a word in Canada, in Canada? Like, like fancy. Oh, um, not well, flashy. I guess we say flashy. Oh, so we would say, so I want to, I want to buy a flash pair of sunglasses Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah, get like that's a, good a good idea. Because I tell you what, yeah. I need them. <laughs> it is it is sunny here. It is bright. <laughs> I can tell, and I'm so jealous. It's, it's so like sunny. dark here already. It's like yeah. nighttime, and oh. it's been rainy and cloudy. Last week it was so sunny. All week it was amazing, oh. but it was so cold that it snowed. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. In March? Oh, not not quite March, February. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So. I'm hoping that we apparently we're having rain all week this week and then it's probably going to be more rain. I don't know what's coming after it. I'm hoping it's sunshine. I need sunshine. I know. We had such a weird time since we've been here because we had, it wasn't too hot, but then it got crazy hot and humid. And then it was like these torrential rainstorms for like a solid week. And like, I thought, I'd totally forgotten what um, tropical rain could look like because I'm so used to Canada where it like drizzles all day like just drizzle yeah. drizzle drizzle this is like yeah. pounding rain <laughs> solid for hours like I was like where is this water coming from like these clouds yeah. can't hold this much <laughs> but apparently they yeah can. they're like that's why we're letting it go yeah, that's it. bye <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> crazy oh, <laughs> well I'm pleased that the romantic, okay. romantic experiments behind what us is over bye. I know <laughs> bye experiments bye. <laughs> bye experiment we didn't like you no. very much I mean it was good I got something out of it yeah. but it definitely wasn't like the others in that in that way and that's it but who knows that's fine that's okay it's okay. All right. Well, you guys can follow us on Instagram. We are at how to be me again. Um, and feel free to reach out if you want to. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.